0: Yes sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you already know that the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world is Cheap Heat from New York City and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is the Cheap Heat podcast. Uh, I am Peter Rosenberg, and I am joined by the mage, physically large, Tony Statless, aka Stat Guy Greg. What's up, SGG?
1: Oh yeah, what's up, Peter?
0: You know we're here, hanging in another day as we as we head into as we continue through WrestleMania season. I I I know there's gonna be a lot of emotional feelings on this episode. Um, our very last Black History Month episode and it it, uh i'm sad we are not going out with a bang to say the least (laughs) going out going out with a thud um (laughs) but sgg let's start out with is there any news outside of the ring
1: so much news outside of the ring so um last week we mentioned that ty dillinger requested his release um, this week, we can report that Ty Dillinger was actually released by the WWE, along with um, TJP, TJ Perkins, wow. and Arn Anderson.
0: Yeah, that Ty was Ty Dillinger wasn't a surprise. That was the other two. Was that was a weird one? That was a weird one. Especially because I thought the Four Horsemen were about to have another return. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of releases. Well, a lot of releases this week. A lot of releases.
1: Yeah, that and Arn definitely came out of nowhere. But I, I, always thought he was really beloved backstage as a as a producer in that role or an agent. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I guess it'll work itself out. But it did definitely a shock.
0: And then on the flip side, the return of Bruce Pritchard.
1: Yes. Uh, he's a, it's been a reported that he's going to head up creative over there at WWE
0: yo it's so crazy I can't believe that he I can't believe he's not only back but back as head of creative I mean you know s u g at this rate you know if that's if they're plucking people off podcasts you could be second to Bruce Prichard
1: <laughs> I know my number's got to be coming up soon um, Dave Schilling announced that he's going to be writing for WWE so there's there's that my number's got to be coming up soon if they're plucking people off podcasts.
0: And Dave Schulman wasn't even on a podcast anymore. <laughs> and even when he was, yeah. and even when he was, he was SGG of Jays. He was S- <laughs> he, he was the Wolfpack SGG.
1: He was. He was.
0: So yeah, you a know, weird, weird week. Weird week when it comes to uh, uh, that kind of information. And what else happened outside the ring?
1: Um, it was reported today, and um, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Colin Kaepernick and the XFL were in talks. Um, Sporting News reported it. Well, actually, the Associated Press reported it, and Sporting News confirmed that they had also heard something similar. And the uh, the scuttlebutt is that the XFL reached out to Colin Kaepernick to see, you know, about him joining one of their teams, and he. Said that he wanted twenty million dollars, um, for a season. Uh, this hasn't been confirmed by XFL or any of Colin Kaepernick's people, obviously, but uh, this is out there. It's something that is uh, that's supposed to be true.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Um, which would obviously be very cool. Um, and I also did you see the story about how it looks like the XFL came to be because Charlie Ebersol tried to buy the rights from the xfl from vince
1: (laughs) i did see that i did see that and it makes that that makes it make so much sense because um especially with how successful that documentary was i like he showed vince firsthand what he had and then tried to buy it off of him which was i guess they should have done it the other way around he should have bought it first and then rolled out the documentary and everything when it was his property but um but yeah.
0: Well, and, Out of and, the wild. and, and his league is already in serious financial trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's running into problems that I'm guessing the XFL would not run into. Um, but yeah, it finally did give some explanation to how we could have gotten there because I just always thought that with the relationship between Vince and Dick Ebersall, that was such a strange thing to have happen between charlie and vince so we get some insight on that um what else you got sug
1: the honky tonk man is going into the wwe hall of fame uh first announced tuesday on smackdown Um, i'm not sure why they didn't do it monday um to coincide with raw but either way we have that announcement and we have our second wwe hall of fame inductee for 2019
0: yeah, and there was some argument in the uh, in the uh, group, uh, mostly being had by me about the worthiness of the Honky Tonk yeah. Man.
1: Yeah, I love how you said there was there was some argument. It was you arguing with all of, all of us. Um, well, it was me. It was me. shoemaker or dip weighted. Yeah, it was definitely I mean, me, and Linder, and Goldstein. Well, Goldstein, Goldstein
0: only partially weighed in, too. It was really me versus you and Linder. I mean, Linder was throwing around the word "iconic" with the hockey talk man, which was crazy. Um,
1: Listen, I'll buy that though. I'll cosign iconic um, for the hockey tonk
0: man. Th- th- okay, if that's iconic, then then what is China?
1: China's also iconic, but China's another level of iconic. She's the ninth wonder of the world. All right? China's a different level. We have okay? we have
0: to like, as Michael K always says, words have meaning. Iconic. He was an yes. I, he was an iconic Intercontinental Champion in you know in that they they kept that title on him for a really long time and he had a lot of heat for a year, but
1: I, over a year,
0: I would never use the word iconic to describe him. It was just not a long enough run. Like the 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 amount of memories. That you can attach to him to me, um, yeah. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy a good guitar shot. I'm not.
1: There s- are a good amount of memories that you can attach to him, though, because I mean, Mega Power was formed because of shenanigans, honky tonk shenanigans. Um, he was about to blast Savage with the guitar. Actually, he did blast Savage with the guitar. He pushed Miss Elizabeth out the way, broke her dress, and then she ran to the back to get Hulk Hogan um, to save Randy Savage from a beatdown that included. The Honky Tonk Man, Bret Hart, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. So, I mean, without Honky, we don't get the genesis of the biggest storyline of the 80s. The Megapowers exploded.
0: I mean, I'm willing to guess they would have found another way. But if that's how you choose to look at it, then okay. Um, I mean,
1: that's how we have to look at it because anything else is speculation.
0: I mean, right? I just, Iconic is like, listen, he had a lot of heat. Like, people really hated him. Um and you know him jobbing to Ultimate Warrior the way he did is a huge part of the Warrior's mystique. Um, he's deserving. Given who else is in the Hall right. of Fame, he's deserving. I just was, I just thought iconic was very, very, very strong.
1: I, nah, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm. I'm and I, it's like I said in the group chat too. When you think about everybody who like all the mans who wrestled, you had the Hitman. You got the Macho Man, the Dead Man, Honky Tonk Man is up there he has, yeah, he, he's he, iconic. No, Big he's, Boss Man, Re, Repo Man, Repo Man is not. I'll give him Repo. Besides man, Repo Man,
0: besides Repo Man, he's the most repug man.
1: <laughs> no, because you got you had one man gang. He was also repug.
0: One man gang. I mean, he may have not been. <laughs> yeah. he might have not been that over with that character, but he's still more mage generally than Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> I mean, listen, they're just... Honky
1: Tonk Man was so mage that they are running that gimmick. Like, they're on their third generation of that gimmick right now with Elias. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: okay. I'll play along. Not... What was... What's, <laughs> okay. his, what's his great match? Is there one match you remember?
1: He doesn't need great matches, though. Like, that's the thing. Because, like... When you think about that, right, how many great matches can you name from most of these guys in the Hall of Fame? There's not, there's not really any, anybody that has like the great match.
0: Well, well, some of them you may just have like lots. I mean, like in the case of DX, even for example, they all have at some point great matches. They all at some point. Had a you know had a story that involved multiple great matches. I would argue that about the New Age Outlaws. um, Certainly, X Pac. Obviously, you would China. say the
1: New Age Outlaws and X Pac had great matches as members of DX.
0: Well, they're all getting in though. I mean, it's it's allowing them all in. And yeah, I to think quote, so. I mean, to
1: to to quote Monique, I would like to see it. <laughs> I don't think I've seen them. I I've watched seen good ones.
0: I just think over time, even just comparing Honky Tonk Man to DX, they did so many more memorable things during their run. Um, if we were to put Come up a on, list, if we funny. were to put up a list of inductees over the last several years, you know, Honky wouldn't be high on my list. Ironically, he'd be the Honky ne- he'd tonk be, Man. He'd be near Jeff Jeff Jarrett. Similar gimmick. Also, no. not that mage.
1: Possibly, but two two problems with that though, right? One, it wasn't the honky-tonk man's role to be out there having great matches. It was his role to generate heat by weaseling his way out of matches and, like, worming his way away from the night with the Intercontinental Championship around his waist, which he did and which wasn't gonna produce any great matches because he wasn't supposed to be out there, like, taking these beatings and putting on broadways. He was just supposed to get in, get out, and maintain his heat, which he did to the point that he was feuding with Macho Man Randy Savage, who was the WWE champion.
0: Okay. Listen, I'm not saying he's not worthy. <laughs> I'm just saying he's not iconic. Like, <laughs> I- iconic, right. iconic is reserved for Savage. Um, I'll even give Steamboat, Flair. Um, honestly, I would call JYD iconic. Um, I would too. But because that includes runs in other places where he was world champion and he was the man, and then he was over in WWE. Um, Honky talk, man. He was cool. He's cool. Listen, I'll... he's cool.
1: He's cocky and he's bad and he's your longest reigning intercontinental champion. And I mean, come on. I mean, he's th- one of the man's. He you can't you can't discredit him.
0: I think you just like him because it has the word honky in his name and you get to say it over and over again.
1: <laughs> all, all day.
0: <laughs> I, I, otherwise, I can't see you even supporting this argument. But anyways, uh.
1: No, I really did like the honky talk man though growing up. What
0: else, what else we got outside the ring?
1: <laughs> the last thing we have, which is going to lead us right into the top of Monday Night Raw is that Roman Reigns returned on Monday to kick off the show and announced that not only is he in remission, but uh he's back
0: yes roman reigns is back and we'll report there they will he will be on mania in some way
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see how they slot him in i'm already excited to see what they end up doing and um how they end up doing it
0: yeah me too i'm curious to see what they do um also we should mention we should give props to a fighting with my family which has gotten good reviews and made a decent amount of money last weekend.
1: Oh, do we know where it um uh, where it landed on the It, it was on It the, was fourth
0: for the weekend and I think it made like 8 million dollars. Um, okay, that's not bad. Can't imagine it cost very much money. I wouldn't think at least well, I don't know. It probably cost something, but um it at least did pretty well and I saw the reviews, the general reviews on rotten tomatoes are really high. Um
1: yeah, and it's it's just another one of those instances where um they were fighting an uphill battle already with it being a wrestling movie in Hollywood like that the the entertainment industry um as much as they borrow from wrestling and things like that, I feel like the general like that's just still stigmatized so they already had something they were already up against it but um it is a really good movie and I do recommend people go out and see it.
0: Yeah, if you got some time this weekend and you're just chilling with nothing to do, I really would. I think you'll dig it. I think uh even the wife or girlfriend or whoever would enjoy it. It's a it's a fun movie. So yes, Roman yeah. R- Roman kicks off Raw. He's back, y'all. He loves the word y'all, y'all. Um very happy <laughs> very happy for Roman. Um uh, not surprised. Am surprised it's this fast. And, um, really nice to see the reception he got.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a reception I didn't think we would, uh, like, like this time last year, if you would have told me that Roman Reigns is going to show up to Raw one day and get a reception like that, I would not have guessed it. Like, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, it, it, it's nice that he got his flowers while he was here to see him. Cause like, he gave a lot to this business. So to, to get that reception, and, like you really feel happy for him.
0: Yeah, and how did you feel about it leading to a shield reunion of sorts?
1: Um, well they they didn't fully bring Ambrose into the fold. I think they're going to tease that out, but um I I am okay with that. I I really am. I know for a lot of people it sort of didn't make sense, but um I don't know, and maybe it's one of those situations where I'm making it make sense in my head, but um, when you watch that Dean Ambrose Chronicle, I think it was, uh, he's talking about being injured, and you know, he just t- he's very close to Roman, and that's something that became apparent as you watched that uh, that Chronicle, and then they show Roman give his announcement, and they show that like, and this is the part where it's obviously they're blurring the lines, work or whatever, but it really affected. Dean Ambrose, the character, as well as Dean Ambrose, the man, and that could be one of those things where it's just like he—they can explain it away as something of where he's just like he went off the deep end because like his friend was gone. I don't know how they explain away those things that he said about um, Roman having cancer and like that being payback for the things that they did at the Shield. Like that's going to be a little bit harder to sweep under the rug, but for it to say that for him to say that it took him to a dark place. They already planted the seeds for that storyline.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see if it continues to be part of the storyline for them. Or maybe him and Dean, at least, towards WrestleMania. Um, SGG, of course, the biggest thing from Raw was I was literally in the midst of complaining. Literally. <laughs> I was sitting there complaining. I was going, yo why did they have to announce everyone who came back for flair's birthday like why couldn't they have one surprise you know i i was even rooting for hulk hogan to come back as a surprise i was like could we get some like all night oh there's ricky steamboat backstage there's sting backstage i'm like why are you showing everybody like are we not allowed to have one surprise And as I'm complaining, they actually did the perfect, the perfect way to celebrate Ric Flair's birthday, which is him being tied (laughs) into a storyline, um, by getting, by getting beat down by Batista, setting up Batista and Triple H and, um, man, I guess Triple H with the miracle recovery yet again.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that's the, the crazy thing right like triple h is he's got to be healed or at least on the way to being healed but but yeah and Batista's one surprise i did not see coming either um it was funny too because right before he shows up to attack rick i got a text from my boy and it's like wow you would have thought they would have invited batista because like you said they announced everybody um as being there for rick's birthday they had the whole roster on stage and then The animal returned in a in a mage way.
0: Now, did you would you have preferred would you have preferred they did it the way it did the way they did it, or that they would have introduced Batista? He would have come out, hugged Ric Flair, and power bombed Triple H through the cake.
1: Um, no, I I, I like that they did it this way. I really do because it was just like it felt. More sadistic this way, it did. It's like from like him dragging a cameraman into the room and then him dragging Rick out of the room, and we don't know what happened, and it sort of doesn't matter what happened because he's an animal. Like you could fill in the blanks on that one.
0: Wonder how much money was forked over to old Batista to get him for this WrestleMania run right now?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. That is a really good question.
0: It's got to be a nice size chiggy check with where he's at in his career.
1: Yeah. Cuz he's doing really well for himself.
0: He really is. Better than I would have expected. Um, and I'm uh, and he's someone I've really grown to enjoy. 50 years old, interestingly enough. What? Yeah.
1: That's crazy, but also I remember him being like shockingly old the whole time like when he was in evolution and like i feel like he was way older than randy or and obviously he was they age at the same rate but i feel like being shocked then like hearing that he was in his late 30s which is his diet and exercise and routine has to be really on point because he like he doesn't look like he ages that much
0: well and from a wrestling standpoint He has so much less mileage on him. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's like the same age as The Undertaker. Yeah. How old is Undertaker? 50? 51?
1: I think Undertaker's 51.
0: And Batista looks, you know, so much younger than him in terms of how he moves. But again, that's so much less mileage. Yeah. So that, I got to tell you. Credit where credit is due. I was very excited about that surprise. And by the way, it's amazing. Wrestling fans are the worst. Our group chat talks nothing but trash. I think I was the only person who mentioned that I loved the end of Raw.
1: No one even... Oh, but I, I think we all loved it. I think everybody... I don't know that I said it. In the, I definitely didn't say it in the group chat, I don't think. But
0: But isn't it, but isn't, I feel it like- isn't it interesting how wrestling fans work, though? That like no one was like, yo, this is amazing. But everyone was ready to talk last week about the the random NXT call-ups.
1: <laughs> that's how it is, though, man. Like, wrestling fans... we we in the era of the complaining wrestling fan. And I'm not saying that that's everybody, but that the complaints certainly do seem to dominate the conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess people are like that about a lot of different fields in general that they're passionate about, but... I just thought that was funny. I, I was so pleasantly surprised by that. Um, and here's my question. Does that now ultimately become the main event of WrestleMania?
1: Well, or the actual, I want to say... The
0: actual main event?
1: Yeah, I think it might be one of those situations where like, it's the actual main event and it's the storyline that dominates um, a lot of the airtime. But it might not go on last.
0: No, I think the girls are going to go on last on principle. But guess what? We needed this story because the 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 Becky-Rhonda-Charlotte story would really start to wear if that was really all we had in the way of a major story for the next six weeks.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's funny you say that, though, because now when you look at it, like – This is shaping up to be, and they do it every year. Like, they hit that lull and they just stay there for a little bit and then they get to the Rumble and the Rumble is fun, but then it's still like, okay, what next? And then they hit, they hit that second gear, that, that third gear, and now it's like, you got Triple H and Batista, but then you have Kofi who was just pulled out of, his opportunity at Fastlane, could he end up facing Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? Um, You have the the women who, like you said, they're doing great. And then Roman is back, and you have to know that he's going to play some type of role in that Universal Championship match. You know, does he help Seth? Does he turn on Seth? I don't, like, who knows? It's just a lot of questions, a a lot of interesting questions with answers that are going to keep you captivated.
0: Now, just how disappointed will everybody be if Kofi gets replaced as he did and that's it? There's nothing else about it. He just got replaced and he's done.
1: I think, I think people will be really disappointed, but I also think that, that the people, I I think WWE is smarter than that at this point. Um, I've had my periods of doubt, doubting them. Uh, Lord knows I have, but I think at this point they are smarter than that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some time. Um I joked on Tuesday though that they they were doing so good for Black History Month, and then they just pulled Kofi out of it. Um I don't, Some people are actually taking it seriously, and it, I mean to me, I think it's a vote of confidence that um, that Vince screwed Kofi because like. Historically you look at the people that that they do that to. You know, you got Becky's on that list, Daniel Bryan, um, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, DX. He's in he's in good company of people who are like been screwed over by the McMahon's, in this case Vince McMahon. And uh I do think that we're gonna see him again um in the title picture on the Road Trustmania.
0: Well, I certainly hope that's the case because K overs Daniel Bryan with no story is fine for Fastlane, but that's because I hope you're right. I hope Kofi does something either at Fastlane or after Fastlane, and we find out that what we're getting is Daniel Bryan and Kofi. Because everyone had to see the matches they had and think, oh, this this is WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, and not just the matches, but the crowd response to the matches. As well, I think that's what puts it over the top. Is just like Kofi is like a, a white hot baby face, like a a pure white meat baby face, and we haven't seen anybody at that level, I would say, since Daniel Bryan. So it's almost perfect that here we are again, rolling into WrestleMania with that energy around the whole atmosphere.
0: Well, and also, it's only a certain kind of person. Who can really beat Daniel Bryan and have it seem really cool and surprising. Cause Daniel Bryan's yeah. w- weird to be a, 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 heel because he's so small himself.
1: Yeah, but he's still so threatening though. Just like how skilled he is in the ring.
0: Yeah, and, and with having, uh, Rowan as his heater. So, um, that would be very cool and hopefully it's good news. That we're not going to see Kofi at Fastlane.
1: I saw a tweet. I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think that Sami Zayn could come back and cost Kevin Owens the WWE Championship and join up with uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan in like this environmentally conscious, douchey, social justice gimmick that they got going on? And that's the way they get Kevin Owens out of the title picture and clear that lane for Kofi heading into Mania.
0: Well, and then Sammy versus KO. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I think that's logical.
1: And okay.
0: that think- I think that's. I don't remember where, where has Sammy and KO's story gone? Did they have a full series of matches? Um, they,
1: they did, but it was, like, it was sort of sporadic. It wasn't, like, a full-on feud. It was just, like, I wouldn't even say it was stop and go, because it was just, like, when they ran across each other, it was on site. They were throwing hands, which I thought was, I always thought that was kind of cool. Like, whether it was in the Rumble, or if it was in a Fatal 4-Way match, or, like, a multi-man match, anywhere they saw each other, they were throwing hands. And the last time we saw them both on screen, they were, like, they were doing the whole best friends thing, so... You would have to really, they would have to really do some work to explain what Sammy's issue with Kevin Owens is now. But um, I feel like they have a, a rivalry and a feud that they can they can always pick it back up um, whenever they want, and it'll always be hot.
0: Um, I do think that's an interesting way to bring Sammy back into the fold and get KO away from Daniel Bryan. To clear room for Kofi, I, I almost feel like I would want Kofi and Daniel Bryan to have a stipulation of some sort, though, too.
1: Like a grudge match type of stipulation.
0: No how how about a how about a good old fashioned blue cage cage match? Mmm. Classic. Kofi coming off the top of the blue cage.
1: <laughs> yeah, and hopefully he he hits the splash this time um my heart can't handle him missing that splash twice No, we
0: know it would be too much for you to take
1: (laughs) yeah
0: um what else what else what else is there as a major takeaway uh from this week we ricochet and alistair black continue their random ascent as a tag team
1: yeah they well they they announced the um the dusty classic on nxt and Ricochet and Alistair Black are a team competing in the Dusty Classic. So it looks like this is a way for them to get some chemistry as a tag team. But it also, I wonder if these NXT guys are even, like, actually called up or if this is them um, sort of integrating NXT as the third brand, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, we kind of talked about because that last Because these week.
1: guys are on NXT TV.
0: Right as one of the emails said last week ASGG, hey, why don't you hit us with the black power rankings
1: oh I'm black and I'm black and I'm I'm black I'm black and I'm black yo, and I'm I'm black, black I'm black I'm black because I got Leo rush um you know as we know he cost Bobby Lashley the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, it was unfortunate, but he's trying to move forward. He stepped out on Monday Night Raw in an attempt to get Bobby Lashley a championship rematch against Finn Balor, found himself in a match with Finn Balor, and that match turned out to be really competitive and really enjoyable. Um, he came up short, but he has such great chemistry with Finn Balor, and um, he's just great on his own. And for his qu- his performance in this match on Monday, he's coming in at number three and at number two is a man we just spoke about a few minutes ago, Ricochet. Uh, He teamed with Alistair Black and picked up some big wins um, over the course of this week. On Monday, they beat the Tag Team Champions in the Revival. And then on Tuesday, they defeated Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. And um, I think that just goes to show that Ricochet is a very special talent. And in a number one, actually before we get to number one, I'm going to give my, my final legacy pick. Ah, you better. Month. You better. Who is it? Too Cold Scorpio. Wow. Who was... He, he's, I feel like, an often overlooked slash underrated performer Um, in, in almost every category. Because when you think about, like, black performers, people don't really mention him. And when you think of, like, great high flyers, people don't really mention him. But, like, for his size... Um, the moves that he was able to pull off, he was just like, it was incredible. Like you look at him and you don't think that he's a guy who could who could do a four fifty flash. I, I think he innovated the four fifty splash um, and just do all these moon and high flying things that he could do. But but he was he was the man, and I feel like he just didn't get to go as high as he could go. No pun intended. Um, but in at number one, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I, I really enjoyed. The triple threat match on Tuesday between uh, Rey Mysterio, Andrade Cien Almas, and the number one pick, uh, WWE United States Champion um, Ron Cena. <laughs> he like from the pre match shenanigans to even the dance break to him trying to weasel his way out of the triple threat to the match itself. Um, everything was was so perfectly well done to me and his performance, and it was great. And I, I just had a lot of fun um, watching R-Truth trying to make his hero John Cena proud. So in at number one is R-Truth, a.k.a. Ron Cena.
0: This is a shocking moment, a shocking ascent for Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth. I never would have thought, Greg, at the beginning with the shucking and jiving, this is where we'd end up.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I'm glad that we were able to put it put it to the side, and you know we can all progress, and we can acknowledge that you know the past is the past. He's grown, and he's he's become number one in the black power rankings. There's no way to no way around it. Wow, I mean, I wonder when you really think about it. He maybe maybe he owes a lot
0: to Carmella. I mean, maybe she's had a really positive influence.
1: Um, yeah, like those, those dance breaks. I, I think they definitely helped each other out. For sure. Well, especially especially when it seemed
0: like Carmelo went from champion for a long time to they literally seemed like they were just going to have nothing for her to do. And it was yeah. it was all just going to be completely wasted. Um I'm glad that we've gotten where we've gotten. Now, SGG, I did see uh, something in the mailbag last week or a tweet or something about you not doing a historical moment for Ron Simmons. Any thoughts?
1: Me not doing a historical moment for Ron. Ron Simmons was mentioned with um with the Nation of Domination. They got off. They got the first legacy pick for this month's Black Power rankings. I don't understand where that came from. Hmm. First, first Black world champion recognized. Uh, you know. I guess it wasn't enough for that person that he was lumped in with the Nation of Domination. But the Nation of Domination was his group. And I think you can't mention them without mentioning Ron Simmons. And then when you mention them, you have to talk about all the legendary champions that they have um, within that group that came together to dominate.
0: Yeah, I think people might have just wanted even more, SJJ, for Ron Simmons, more than the Nation I, have have you watched the um have you watched the legends of wrestling
1: about black wrestlers? Uh I have not. Wow, this is I didn't even know they had I, one I demand about
0: black I demand that you watch it right now before Black History Month ends.
1: Demand. Yeah, I mean, I got one day. I have to do it. I have to do it.
0: I hope I someone out there, left. I hope someone else out there listening also enjoys it before Black History Month ends. Before I'll give each other a little Saturday even an extra day because we know Black History Month's too short anyway. Um
1: Yeah. And the way the way this month started, I mean we are owed like a couple of extra days on the back end because it was shaky out here to start.
0: But I really think you'd enjoy it's called um I think it's called the Soul of Wrestling. Um I like that. And yeah Teddy Atlas kicks a lot of knowledge about racism and wrestling and it's actually funny because um Tony Atlas is on it, and you know, yeah. Tony Atlas isn't necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen interviews with him before.
1: I have, I have. I watched, I watched the whole season of Legends House.
0: Oh, he, oh, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw. Him.
0: So, yeah, I mean, no disrespect, but Tony Atlas isn't getting a Mensa invitation anytime soon. And he has these moments where he's like, you know, I didn't even see racism in wrestling. And everyone at the table is kind of like, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally at one point, I'm not kidding. Bill Watts stops him from talking. He's like, yeah, Tony, we hear what you're saying, but your experience was very different than most people's experience. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it, it's a good group though. It's JR, yeah. um, Bill Watts. Um, Tony Atlas, not Tony Statless, and um and Teddy Long.
1: Okay.
0: And Teddy Long
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out.
0: Teddy Long talks about some real racism that he encountered. Um, you know, and Bill Watts talks about his decision
1: <laughs> Don't tell me Bill Watts talks about being racist.
0: <laughs> no. He talks about being accused <laughs> of being he talks about being <sighs> accused of being racist though. Ah, he had which for
1: white people is as the same thing. Which <laughs> for, accusations things much as much as like actually being racist.
0: He had because there was um when he I think he ended up losing his job at WCW because someone had written an article about him and implied and or said that he had said something racist. I, I'd read this in a book before, and it really upset Hank Aaron. And Hank Aaron went to Ted Turner, but this came. <laughs> but this came
1: hammering Hank.
0: But this came years after you know. And listen, I don't know. Bill Watts, the man, maybe privately he re- was racist. I don't know. But he was he. He's the only one of those old promoters who put titles on black guys.
1: Yeah, repeatedly it was and yeah. And I think he was the one who put the title on Ron Simmons, right? If I'm not mistaken.
0: Yep. He put the title on JYD. He put the title on Ron Simmons. Um, he, you know, I saw, I don't know the man. Um, but it, it, he doesn't spend a lot of time on it, but it does end up coming up that kind of it was ironic for him because he went through a lot with, um, he took a lot of heat. Um, Oh and not only that uh he also made um damn I think he made Ernie Ladd as booker.
1: Oh yeah. He
0: so not only did Bill Watts crown black the first to crown black champions but was the first to give a black man the pencil also.
1: Yeah, which I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, neither did I. And I did not know that. And um he said, uh, "JR. JR. said I think that around the time that happened, like a lot of people were talking trash about Bill Watts, like forgiving a black man the the pencil." Uh,
1: I believe it though. Like I, I really, I I really do believe that because I mean, I don't know when he did that, whether it was the '60s or '70s, but even like the '80s, it really was like that was real taboo. You know what I mean, like barriers were still up still being broken down so I I believe wholeheartedly that when he did that people were looking at him kind of crazy as like like what are you doing
0: it's one thing to let them wrestle but to write the to, to
1: decide make
0: decisions yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and even like letting them wrestle white people after like that took a while to well, come that way well, he,
0: he talked they talk about you're gonna really like this episode they talk about that too that he he would get in these he would get in these uh in these big arguments because they wanted segregated seating still and he was like and um uh mid south mid south headlined the superdome with two black wrestlers at their first superdome wow. show it was um i forget who it even was but he had two black wrestlers headline um, and
1: they wanted to segregate the seating
0: no, not I don't think of the Superdome. Um Okay. But maybe. It was it was it was really interesting. You'd like it. It's on it's The Legends of Wrestling called Soul, The Soul of Wrestling. Um I have a couple of interviews we're going to get into in a couple of minutes and I haven't recorded them yet so I can't tell you who they're with, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy them. Um <laughs> Uh cuz WWE is at Westchester Town Center on next Monday, the 4th. Um as we
1: Head on that road
0: towards WrestleMania. Hey Bear, what are you doing over wait, there? Wait,
1: wait. This is this is gonna be for Raw?
0: No, it's a SmackDown show. Oh, this is like they, a sh- okay. They run they run those SmackDown House shows on Mondays. Um
1: and then they run the random Raws on Tuesdays, the Raw House shows, right?
0: Yeah, it's very random. Uh let's see. Steve writes us Hey Peter and Stat guy. In the upcoming Hogan movie, since Hogan's an executive producer, what are the odds of the Hulk Hogan character having a full head of hair in the whole movie? <laughs> 100%. Stay made, Steve from New Zealand. Thank you very much. Chris writes us, planning out Mania Week. Are you guys doing a live show or heat and greet? I don't know yet, probably, but I have to decide in the next week or two what that's going to look like. So I apologize. I'm a gonna- hey, Bear. My dog's making me nervous. I have a new rug. And it's like his favorite kind of rug to poop on. I'm oh, a, I'm thought
1: a, he's, I thought he humping the rug.
0: No, he was rolling around on it before, though, having a good old time. Um, Let's see. Yeah, here's the Black History Month omission about you and Ron Simmons, but you just sum that up. Shout out to Luke. He did end his email with, Damn! Um... <laughs> There is going to be another wrestling for sale event, WrestleMania weekend. That is going down on my pop-up at Blind Barber. Um, is that April 6th? That's April 6th at noon, so it's going to be crazy. Even though he has some other – how does he have some other uh, live podcast happening there? What the hell's going on? He's got all what? kinds of co-hosts and sponsors. Cheap Heat's not even a part of it.
1: That's, that's, that's
0: absurd. That hurts. Uh, there may be heat. Where's Maybe the forest drop? Maybe some heat now between me and Ted. I'm just kidding. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'll pick one more here. Um, Jimmy writes us Greg in a tough spot. Okay, I live in Atlanta, and I'm about to head to Raw, but I'm listening to last week's episode and have a couple of questions y'all have inspired. First, if Kofi wins the chip at WrestleMania and the New Day goes down, that epic storyline y'all described, Stat Guy would have to rate them ahead of his favorite wrestler's stable, the Heart Foundation. No? Also, a chance he irrationally puts Kofi in his top ten? That certainly elevates New Day to SHIELD DX level if they aren't already there, right? My other question is, is the Becky-Ronda-Charlotte match even odds? Rhonda has Brock booking a Jace and her first singles mania likely has the edge, but the man is Austin a Jace booking and Charlotte just straight wins pay-per-views. I'll sit back and listen as I stage may as I stay mage and enjoy myself with a life. Jimmy, Jimmy, that's a great question. Greg, that would be tough for you. Not not really. The new day. That
1: was supposed to be a gotcha question. I hit him with the reversal because I hate to say, I hate to break it to people. As much as I love Bret Hart, I'm be honest. As a faction, the New Day surpasses Hart Foundation as a faction. It's just how it is. No dilemma because he's already passed my favorite wrestler's stable. Um, as much as I love the Hart Foundation, New Day is already there. But Kofi's
0: never passing Bret.
1: <laughs> no. Bret Hart is the best wrestler of all time.
0: He's the best in the history of the art form
1: best in the history of the art form As and w- I will argue that one to the data
0: As Kofi could probably
1: crack top 10 Um not with one world championship win not for me I don't think at least but but New Day is definitely passing the Heart Foundation and in fact New Day is already my number 3 faction all time and people are going to kill me for this but I have them ahead of the Horsemen I have them ahead of DX New Day is up there I have them ahead of the Heart Foundation NWL, Wait, so New who Day al- is so already. So who passed. else is in your top three? It's Shield Evolution New Day.
0: You you uh, you're fired. This is a rare moment. <laughs> you don't see this every day. You are,
1: no, listen. Hold on.
0: You're fired. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That is the worst top three factions I've ever heard in my no.
1: life. No Shield. First of all, look at this. Is how I say explain it, right? Every faction. It doesn't matter. Everybody already turned off the podcast.
0: Everyone <laughs> already turned it off. <laughs> this is
1: true. I feel so bad. They're not going to hear those interviews now.
0: Yeah, they're not going to hear the interviews. It's dead air. They're <laughs> listening to Pandora. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> but no, seriously, though. No. Every faction that you can think of, right? There's a veteran with. Sometimes it's other veterans, and sometimes it's um, you know these heaters and people built around the veteran and shield is the only faction that didn't have that. So they already started from a disadvantage and then they have become like in the upper echelon of factions, especially when you think about where their members went after the faction disbanded, which is just as much. It means just as much as what they did in the faction. And then every other faction had a main eventer that made them feel special. They had nobody. And now these are like the top three guys in the industry right now and have been for the past five years. I mean, Evolution was built around Triple H and they had Ric Flair. Now those guys are just on another level, which is why they're number two, but I feel like having those main eventers is sort of a cheat code. New Day had Kofi. He was a veteran. He wasn't the main eventer, but they did the same thing. Like They propelled the three of those guys into the upper echelon. And then those other factions, NWO had 70 members, 70 different men, in the nwo that's too much filler four horsemen didn't have 70 but they had like 14 different versions of the four horsemen that's too much filler and i'm sorry those extra guys bring down the average so you might have your favorite incarnation of the nwo or the four horsemen but then if you have to cut out the fat I, I, I only to get count, to the great
0: i truly only count one version of the horseman i really only do
1: yeah, and I feel like everybody has their favorite version of the Horsemen. And, well, I'll tell you most people will tell, you, tell you it's you what, the Wyndham version.
0: The Horsemen definitely aren't going to be there after you hear what Teddy Long has to say about Ole Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well take them out right now. But a lot of you guys, when you watch The Soul of Wrestling, you're going to take Ole Anderson right out anyway. So continue on.
1: <laughs> Done. Done.
0: Um, Evolution... New Day and the Shield. The Shield is really what bothers me. The Shield's barely a faction. The Shield, they're just like a. I mean, I, New Day and the Shield. They're just a
1: six-man tag. Like, but I mean, come on. The Shield when they were when they were in that trio in that first run, they revolutionized six-man tags, tag team matches. They had they had a lot of heat behind them. They beat everybody. Um, they won a bunch of championships and then they broke up and then all three of their members were just as important as each other and as anybody on the on the roster. All three of them held the WWE championship they got two Royal Rumble winners in there um, Wrestlemania main events Money in the Bank briefcases they did everything
0: I don't even know where I disagree with you because I don't know who mine are um I know I have the horsemen in spite of my now new feelings about Ole Anderson. Um,
1: I want to put the horsemen up there, but like they had too many different versions. Because then when you say, oh, the four horsemen is the best, and then you have to answer which version, that should count against them. And like I said, NWO had 70 members of your faction is, is too much it's too much too much how about this too much i really
0: i really consider the horsemen i really consider the four horsemen to just be arn tully rick and jj how about that that's really the four horsemen
1: that's fair because for a lot of a lot of the time it was those those four were the core no matter who that that fifth person was cycling in and out so I, i mean that's fair
0: damn my celtics are terrible they really can't get it together. I'm watching the Portland-Boston game as we speak. Um, also, I'm surprised you don't did have Did Kiss
1: a- get a new beer yet. What did you say? I said, did Jadakiss Kiss get a get a new beer yet? Jada Kiss? So, somebody didn't. Somebody run into Jada Kiss at the at the Celtics game just now, like earlier in the game.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. Um, but I'm surprised you don't have the Nation of Domination higher. Also.
1: I mean, they should be. I'm not gonna. Lie. I gotta reevaluate that. They definitely should be because when you talk about creating stars and racking up championships, like the first black WCW champion and the first black WWF champion is in the nation. One of their members is The Rock, and and Owen Hart was in it. It has, has everything you need. Yeah, it has <laughs> a heart. It has The Rock. It's Black History. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Yeah. A little surprise. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, like I said, my top three is the Shield, the Nation of Domination, uh and the New Day. Sorry, no. Evolution. You know, it's just, it's just how it got to be. I'm sorry.
0: Wow. SGG. Everyone can reach out. Rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com. Um, have a lovely weekend, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well and uh and enjoying the what is hopefully the end of winter. It's been frigid on the East Coast. I am donezo with this. I've really had enough oh um gosh. April can't come yeah. soon enough, but uh Greg, do me a favor this weekend and uh and enjoy yourself
1: oh yeah, and stay mage p